of course it is. And I feel like that's a lesson we could all take into our hearts. That was a lot longer than like five seconds, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was a really... That's what, ever ha- that's what always happens. When Elsa's told to talk for five seconds, she talks for three hours. <laughs> that's a problem I have. It's also why her oxygen kept dipping so low when she had COVID. I'm pretty sure that was because I had COVID, but... No, no. No, last night, last night, Britt wanted to make sure before she took back their, like, little measure, oxygen measuring thingy, she wanted to make sure that Elsa didn't need it still. So she put it on Elsa's finger and it was like, 99. And Elsa's like, see, I'm fine. And then she just started talking and we watched it slowly go down further and further and further. And I was like, Elsa, take a breath. <laughs> okay, that did happen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what did you guys get for Christmas? I got a bunch of manga. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Nice. I got uh, two more of the d- berserk like omnibus. Mm-hmm. deluxe ones that I've been collecting. And then I got um, Junji Ito illustrating Frankenstein. And I got a copy of Black Sails, the whole complete series. And then I got a copy of Akira. I got several steel books, some with their game or movie in them and some without. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, that's not how I wanted it. Because then oh. I trade out because I already own the game. Oh, okay. And then I trade it out for the steel book. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> no, no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I got Gravity Rush on P- uh, PlayStation Vita. Mm. And I got a charger for my PS5 controllers. Mm-hmm. And a new watch band. I don't know if you can see it, but it's purple Ooh. and it's really pretty. Cool. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I got light up PlayStation symbols. Mm-hmm. And I got that twice. What? <laughs> nice. I got one from my mom and dad and one from JC. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to have one in my room and one at work. Nice. So I always am reminded of my love for PlayStation. So I got Zach a quill writing set. So it has a fancy little cool. feather and it has different quill tips that he can use. And it came with an ink bottle and a letter opener that's really fancy looking and some like one of those candles that makes wax seals but it didn't come with a seal for some reason i don't oh yeah i didn't realize that when i got it but that's That's okay he'll get a seal sometime (laughs) i i know you can get them separately on amazon because mom got laney a wax seal yeah but she she got her the the kit before and so she got her a new seal that's just an l oh (laughs) so now she has two seals we didn't do a lot this christmas since our condo was kind of our Christmas. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got him like a little, like a Lego figure that he can build, like a stormtrooper <laughs> and a oh. laser pointer, which I'll probably regret. <laughs> 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 and some just cheesy yeah. spy glasses with like a little camera hidden in them. <laughs> <laughs> Sunglasses. And he got me, so I showed you the... SNES controller that he got me a while ago. Yeah. And he got me a fancy ice cream scoop that melts the ice cream. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And a cute cockatiel mug that hasn't arrived yet. Because we all had COVID at the time where we would normally put up decorations and go get a Christmas tree, we didn't have any decorations up. Except for the like Christmassy lights that just like shine mm. on our house, mm-hmm. like the the ones you stick in the yawn, the lawn, and then they like, yeah, yeah, and those 
And then we had a Christmas chair that yep. held, all, held all of our presents. Oh. And we sang a Christmas chair to it. Oh. <laughs> we did sing a Christmas chair to it. It was... Yeah. It was a thing. And instead of stockings, <laughs> mom just drew stockings on paper sacks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Cute. And Lainey, the little jerk, every time we would talk about the Christmas chair and little, she'd be like, see, this is what happens when I'm not there. Christmas falls apart. And I was like, what? Lainey, it's because of COVID. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have We got any... COVID. It's not you. Uh-huh. It's not you. Like, like if you had been think... here... <laughs> If you would have gotten COVID. Not had, yeah, if she had been here and somehow not gotten COVID, then sure, we would have probably still had some of those things she because she probably would have thrown made a us go out yeah. and get them. But if she had gotten COVID too, she probably would have been too tired to go and do anything mm-hmm. like we were. <clears throat> yeah. Jerk. Oh, man. So you guys usually have a live Christmas tree? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you guys were able to have a fun Christmas too with your yeah. silly elf of elf on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. I showed that picture of the elf inside the birdcage to my parents and thought it was the best thing ever. So yeah, funny. We our our elf on the shelf wars get pretty intense. <laughs> you guys take this seriously. We nice. do. We take it very seriously. <laughs> I retaliated <laughs> by putting it in his shower. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's how you do it. Yeah. You startle them when they're most vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Caught with his pants down. What did you do that was really embarrassing? I don't remember. I mean, and probably a lot. Yeah. But there was something where I was like. Oh, I have I one. Like, that should be it. Ooh. Aaron has one. Aaron has one. <laughs> so those who know me know that I injure myself a lot. This is true. Yes, <laughs> and... this is very true. So I was, um, it was like midnight and I was walking down the basement stairs and I made it to the first landing and then I started down the next set of steps. It's only four steps each. And somehow I slipped and I slid down on my back and (laughs) like my butt was killing me and my back on my right side and like my neck and I had like quite some fascinating bruising under my forearm <laughs> like just Ooh, purple ouch. and yellow oh, and i was like I'm not oh even my sure God. that's embarrassing i think it's just harrowing <laughs> oh you poor aaron <laughs> and poor zach was asleep so i scared him to death because he just hears and i'm like ah <laughs> just like oh as soon as, ow. as soon as you said stairs i was like no i know i I know your history with stairs, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I have a bad history with stairs. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's Nothing so... got infected this time, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> that is good. Last time yeah. it was like, well, I still sometimes the the like the image of that wound pops into my head. Oh I'm yeah, like, oh. yeah. I I have pictures on my phone, and it's pretty terrible. <laughs> my leg was swollen to like twice its original size and <laughs> and then after so my bruises healed a little bit I don't know if you can see oh, yeah. this 
Oh yeah, yeah actually we can. Oh yeah, I <laughs> once can. again, not a visual yeah. medium, but so. <laughs> we can just describe that there is a burn on Aaron's arm. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, as soon as like my arm was healed of the bruises, like they're almost all the way gone, I got a burn on my arm when I was getting something oh. out of the oven. <laughs> I just I'm really bad about injuring myself it happens so much (laughs) (laughs) oh poor Aaron I wondered I wondered when I saw it because I was like that doesn't look like it came from stairs that looks more like the kind you get from an oven (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah it was the oven (laughs) I've gotten that kind of oven oven burn too Uh and you're just like you're reaching in and then you just bump it. Yeah, you're being yeah. really careful with your hands, but your arm yeah. just touches you the side of it. Arms attached to them. Yep. Yeah. What are we playing right now, Aaron? Would you like to go first? You didn't write anything, so sure. I'm punishing you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I deserve it. <laughs> okay, so I think last time I was talking about how I was trying to figure out if I wanted to. Uh, get Persona 5 Royal or just finish Persona 5 because that game is like 300 hours long or something ridiculous like that. And pretty much my choice was made for me because shortly after that episode, um, I saw a trailer for Persona 5 Strikers, which is like a little hack and slash game for Persona 5, which looks super fun. And so I was like, okay, that probably has spoilers, so I'm I'm going to finish Persona 5. So I've been uh, playing Persona 5 this entire time. And I think <laughs> I only have, like, a th- like three palaces left or something. Oh, wow. So, yeah. You've made some progress. I have. Very cool. I've made a I lot of progress. I thought you were going to say, I'll only have about 100 hours left. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> sounds about right honestly i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) but yeah so that's that's all i've been playing right now (laughs) so yeah what about you guys so um i'll go first since i really just have one game to talk about i remembered that bloodborne is my favorite game yeah, And as I have been convalescing, I went back to playing Bloodborne, and I love it so much. I love it so much. I mean, I knew I loved it, but, like, my love for Bloodborne is, like, threefold now. <laughs> and I just... I don't know. There's just so many little things about it that I adore. At one point, my mom asked me what it was about, and I said it's a conflict between people who think that um that that lots of eyes is good and people who think that no eyes is good <laughs> and i yeah <laughs> i mean i also could have described it as a conflict between people who are like old blood scary and people who are like old blood goals <laughs> And um, I like the eyes one. It's confusing, but, <laughs> but accurate, oddly accurate. Yeah, no I'm context. Love, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of eyes, good or no eyes, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just really love Bloodborne so much. I love it so much. I'm having such a good time with it. I just, yeah, I'm. I'm about to duel Lady Maria. Ah. Uh. <laughs> by yourself it's so fun 
Yeah. Holy crap. I I want a duel, Lady Maria, myself. It's, it's a nice little... It's a nice little one-on-one duel, but I will be calling in the cavalry to help me with the orphaned of cause. Ugh. So, if you're available. <laughs> <laughs> you. I'm about yeah. to fight him uh, myself. Adam and I have been playing through, and that I think that's our next boss. So. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love your guys' help against Orphan of Cause, because I have a feeling that that one is going to be rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I... Um, I also wrote a pilot episode of a Bloodborne original series. Oh my! <laughs> so mentally, I'm just in Yarnum right now. Yeah. Um, I want to <laughs> pretty good. I want to read the crap out of it. I actually think I did a pretty good job. I I I made the what I think was a really good um, decision to not read what anybody else had thought about doing a Bloodborne TV show or to not read any other pilots that people have like written or posted online. I decided to not look into that at all. I just wanted to go into it with my, you know, inspiration and my thoughts and feelings about the series. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't want to worry about what anybody else thought. And I sat down and I wrote this thing. And then I looked some of that stuff up and learned immediately that there actually is a general consensus amongst the Bloodborne fandom that you should never, ever write it the way that I just wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, screw you, this is great. It's It's really good. I'm sure. She's been telling me about it. She's been telling our parents about it, too, and they're even on board. Uh The mom was like, you should make it less violent. And we were like, uh, the whole game is kind of about yeah, blood. Yeah, I, I was just flatly like, no. The entire like, game. I don't even remember. It's a bloodbath. Yeah, it's about blood. It's like, the name is Bloodborne. Yeah. Like, You're literally showered in violent. the blood of your enemies. <laughs> Seriously. And it nourishes you. You consume it. It's great. Yeah. No, but I actually I'm I'm like I'm I, I honestly I haven't done a lot of screenwriting before. I've kind of made a few attempts to sit down. For me, novels are just so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um I just that's the way that I think is kind of in a novel way. Mm-hmm. But for something like Bloodborne, I really had a hard time like with uh I don't know, I just had a hard time visually visualizing the story that way because so much of it is environmental and visual storytelling. Yeah. So I was like this, and it's an adaptation, and maybe that would be easier. So I was kind of like, yeah, this will be a good experiment. I'll learn how to actually screenwrite just basically through the process of doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a proper, like, it's, you know, it's 40 minutes, 40 pages, and uh, it's got three acts and uh, slug lines, and, like, it looks like a script. Nice. <laughs> I'm pretty... And I'm pretty proud of myself. Ah, so excited. And I actually think it would I actually think it would look really good on screen. Oh, the one thing, me and Jensen were talking about it, and um we think that I mean, obviously, I have absolutely no connections within the industry. I don't know anybody well, that's not true. I don't know anybody who would actually You don't know anyone care who has like me. pull or would yeah, want <laughs> to do anything with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do I do actually know people. But here's the thing, none of them would care about no, this project. They wouldn't like care about it. even remotely. Um, or or you know, even about my career. It was just so fun to do it mm-hmm. and I just kind of felt like I needed to get it out of my head. But we were just kind of daydreaming and talking about like, okay, but if if you were going to put it into production, like, who do you want to get to help? 
And Jensen said Jim Henson. And for a second, I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and then she thought about it for a second and realized all of those monsters <laughs> as Jim Henson puppets would be fantastic. Oh, well, yeah. And like, the, <laughs> yeah. and like the chapel dweller, he already looks like a Jim yeah. Henson character. <laughs> and, and then like, I feel like they would, if you approached it from the idea of like making everything practical and making everything puppets. Um, I just think that that would, that would like help bring the world together so much better. Mm. Like the little messengers, those should definitely be puppets. Don't do those CGI Uh or like (laughs) the doll. So you hire a voice actress or you hire an actress to voice the doll and then you build a life-size puppet and you have her do the voice. And then later on down the line, when you have to introduce Lady Maria, it's like, I know you've just been doing voiceover for the last season and a half, but now we need you to actually get in costume and be on screen. Uh-huh. And like, how cool would that be? Right? That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I f- yeah. So Jim, <clears throat> Jim Henson. I feel like Nikolash, his dialogue could have been written by Jim Henson. He's just so weird. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does actually have sort of Jim Henson-y dialogue. Yeah. A lot of the characters do. We were thinking about the chapel dweller. He sounds like a Jim Henson character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he doesn't just look like one. He sounds like Well, one. and mm-hmm. because the story, because the show is so violent and is so dark, and there is something really grim dark about Bloodborne, I actually think that for any kind of an adaptation on the screen, it would be very important to emphasize the parts of it that are cute. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, um, and, like, <laughs> Jim Henson could help you out with it that. It would be a nice balance. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, I think it would, be, it would make it... It would keep it from being too edgy, mm-hmm. where like you, you'd be like, "Oh, they're just trying too hard." Yeah. Because instead, you'd have these like puppets, <clears throat> so it would still feel kind of, it still feels kind of warm and homey. Yeah. But it's like, mm-hmm. and they can make scary. Stuff going on, they so. can make scary puppets. We just oh, watched yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol last. Oh night. yeah. Yeah, they made some scary puppets. And that the freaking, the Ghost of Future, uh-huh. Ghost of Christmas, Christmas Future. Yeah. yeah. He is terrifying for he real it looks like a bloodborne character he does he does actually <laughs> yeah he's a he's a hey, shadow he of looks like one of the he yeah, looks like he one does. of the snatchers yeah yeah oh, <laughs> like they yeah i don't know anyway we got super excited about this and then we remembered oh yeah we don't know anybody and we live in our parents basement and maybe someday someday <laughs> yeah we'll make it happen <laughs> whatever yeah. i wrote a good pilot yeah so yeah that's where i'm at <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well um i've also been playing some bloodborne elsa playing it so much kind of got me back into it and then she helped me through a couple of the bosses because i had been trying to go back and get back into it basically the whole time i was had, you know i had covid mm-hmm. and because i played the surge while i had covid and that was so fun. So I thought, I'll just play another Souls-like game. <laughs> so I went to Bloodborne. And I couldn't beat Father Gascoigne. Couldn't beat him. He's too hard. So I got Elsa to help me. And then she helped me beat him. And now I've been having just a fun time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I've been playing that too. That's Bloodborne is great, you guys. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I love it. It's such a good game. <laughs> and then I've also been playing some Terraria on my... Because I, I just, on a whim, I bought it on my PlayStation Vita. And Terraria is dang fun, you guys. So, Aaron, I don't know if you anything know anything about Terraria. Mm, I've explained it to ish. Elsa. It's basically the game that they play in community. 
Yeah. <laughs> like that that community episode, it they're it's based off of Terraria oh my. for sure, like you can tell. And so like it's not as in depth, like I can't convince an NPC villager to marry me. <laughs> it's very similar in a lot of ways. And have them and, give you an army of babies. <laughs> yeah, I can't get an army of babies, but it's a bit it's really hard. Like the bosses are really tough and you have to like prepare for a long time. A lot of times like the best way to take on a boss is to figure out where they're going to fight you. Like find you can summon them to fight you in like specific areas. Mm-hmm. But you like find an area and then you set up the battlefield and then you call the boss and then you fight them for like ever and it's crazy. <laughs> it's a wild game, but it's it's very much like a 2D Minecraft. And I've been playing the crap out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, obviously, I've been playing Cyberpunk. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk. Yeah. Okay, I feel like I need to preface all of this with... Um, I, like many gamers, are very <laughs> critical of CD Projekt Red and how all of this has gone down. But... With respect to Jensen's feelings, because she's really excited about this game still and is actually enjoying it, I am going to shut up and allow her to be a cyberpunk apologist and just pretend like everything's fine. No, okay. But just as a caveat, we all know everything's not fine. Okay. Yeah, I just wanna I just wanna state really fast. Okay. I have never once said I there was a lot of hype about this game. I have never once said that I thought this was going to be the best game ever. You guys noticed last episode when you were both like, I don't think I'm going to want to play it. And then you'd apologize to me like somehow this would offend me. And I would be like, I don't care. (laughs) Because Cyberpunk to me, I always knew it was going to have a lot of backlash because people were hyping it so badly. Obviously, people were going to be upset. But I knew I was going to like it. Mm -hmm. I've been saying for years that this is my kind of game. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm still mad at CD Projekt Red. Elsa, don't worry. Like, I know. I I see the problems. <laughs> I recognize them. I am also angry at CD Projekt Red. I think they screwed up a lot of things. And I, I'm hoping they can, like, claw their way back into, like, a positive light. Because, you know, they're still, still you know, my favorite Polish company. So <laughs> I want them to do better. I am mad at them. But Cyberpunk, I've been playing it on PS5. So I haven't had the problems that other people have have had. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a fun time. (laughs) It still has some things like, okay, there's definitely some moments where I've been like, like, I kind of wish that was more in depth. Like, okay, character creator was not as in depth as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought I was going to spend hours in it. I didn't spend that long. Um, It's weird because... Certain aspects of the character creator are, like, really detailed and other aspects are not. Like, when it comes to creating your face, you just choose from, like, a nose or eyes or chin or whatever. And you mix and match. Which means you can get some really cool looking people. It, like, it turns out really nice. But then when you go to, like, change the color of your eyes, there's, like, all of these crazy options. But then when you go to change your color, the color of your hair, there's, like, ten options. (laughs) But there's, like, 30 different hairstyles. So it's weird because some aspects feel more detailed than others, just in character creator. And that, I was quite baffled by that. I was like, 
Well, Saints Row, <laughs> Saints Row 2 came out like, what, like 15 years ago? And that game, I, I, that's probably not a correct it's um, not. Es- es- estimate. <laughs> I, I don't know. It came out forever ago. And Saints Row 2 has just the wildest character creator ever. You can do all kinds of things. And so I was a little surprised that the character creator is not more detailed. Mm. Yeah, I heard that they have like gendered hairstyles. Like, you can only pick certain hairstyles if you're a woman and certain hairstyles if you're a man, which is, like, the least punk thing I've ever heard Right? Of. I didn't notice that, because I switched between <laughs> both, and I I thought I saw the same hairstyles well, in both. Well, I don't know, because I haven't I played could, it. It's just what I heard. Yeah, I could it could be that I just missed that, but it looked like the hair, same hairstyles to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Um, yeah, you did feel like the character creator was I did was feel like the limited. character creator was lacking. It wasn't as detailed as I wanted it to be. Um... The and it, and a lot of people are complaining that they think that it's too linear, and I think what it is is that when you're playing the game, you choose the choices that like make sense, you know, like to you, and also you are creating your character build, and depending on which like where you put your your skill points, it opens up new dialogue options and new things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And so it, well, I think it only feels linear because you don't see those other options. Right. But a lot and lots of people, you know, since we're all in quarantine, uh, people aren't interacting with each other as much. And so I think people aren't like interacting with other people as much to know that they've made different choices. But I looked up like one of the first quests. I looked up what other people had done. And just that quest alone, we had made vastly different choices. And, like, our outcomes are, were way different. Some of them were, like, smaller differences. Like, in this quest, you're supposed to... You're trying to buy a robot from a gang. And, like, the way that I chose to do it was that I um, met up with some people, some military people, and tried to get them to bankroll me buying this uh, robot. They agreed to... And then I went and I managed to avoid getting in a fight with the gang uh, by calming down my companion and by calming down the boss because <laughs> they both wanted to to make this thing go south <laughs> really fast. And then I went to pay for the robot and turns out there was a virus on the, the money that I had gotten. And then they all turned on me and I had to fight my oh. way out. And I killed off the entire gang and put, found the original gang leader and put him back in charge. And then when I got out, the military people were there and they were like, thanks for that. And instead of getting mad at them, I was just like, nice doing business with you. And they were like, we'll see you again later. (laughs) And so I just like opened this whole nother thing. But then other people had heard from like one person, they decided not to work with the military people and the military people attacked partway through the the deal. And then they teamed up with the gang and had to fight their way out. Mm. And like another person found out that the gang leader was in there before they even finished the deal. And they went and rescued them and then had to fight their way out. And the military people weren't involved at all. Okay, that's and like, kind of cool. Yeah. But there's like so many different ways yeah. a mission can go. There's tons of different ways, but you don't, it doesn't feel like it as much because you're just choosing whatever you feel like doing. And it, it very much feels like I'm just choosing what I would do. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, I feel like it's less obvious when there's branches than it is in games like Mass Effect. Like Mass Effect, a lot of times you can see the branches. You know where the quest is going to branch off. You know what things are going to be different. But in Cyberpunk, you have no idea. 
stuff just happens. Mm-hmm. So it feels like linear stuff because it's not as obvious because when there's a choice. Because it's not always, it's not, it's not always what you're doing that affects things. Yeah. There's like a little bit of a random number generator going in the background. Yeah. And it's That's just like, it's cool. not as obvious. Like Mass Effect, sometimes it'll just straight up, in like Mass Effect and Dragon Age too, sometimes they'll straight up just be like, this is an important choice and it'll look different from all the other choices. And it's like, oh man. <laughs> I gotta make a choice here because this is where there's gonna be a branch. Cyberpunk doesn't do that. Uh-huh. You have no idea what you're doing that's different from other people. Yeah. Okay, until like you talk to other people. That's cool. So that's that's been a really fun aspect. It's fun to see. I'm excited to play through it again and see how I can change things. But also, um, so one of the the like things that you can do a lot in game is you can hack into stuff. And I put a lot of stuff into my technical abilities so that I can hack people. You can hack in systems, you can hack to hack people, you can like turn off their eyes or their ears or make it so they can't move Ooh. or jam their weapon just with hacking. And it is so much fun. <laughs> I've had times where I'll just go to a warehouse where there's a bunch of enemies. I'll just hide on the roof, look through down through the windows, and then I'll just use the cameras, like hack into a camera and use the cameras to find all the enemies. And then I slowly give one of them a virus that passes on to another one. <laughs> overload this guy's systems and just like mess with everyone until they're all freaking out they have no idea where i am and i slowly kill them all just by hacking into their systems that's awesome so much fun (laughs) i gotta say i am annoyed still i knew that i was gonna be annoyed by this i knew i was gonna be annoyed by this when it was announced like two years ago but i am still annoyed that it's first person only it doesn't make sense to me Right? I know they've they've insisted it's because it's more immersive. I disagree. (laughs) Yeah. If you can't see this character, you spent all this time, like, adding all your little details that you want. How is that immersive? You can't even see them. It it drives me crazy. Because, like, like, I I know that, like, okay, it may seem more immersive because you live your life in first person. But I feel more connected to a character if I can see them all the time. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, like, the when you drive, when you're driving in your car or your bike, it's in third person. Sometimes I'll drive somewhere just so I can see my character for a little while. Mm-hmm. Just because it feels more natural to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I still, I disagree with that. And I think they could patch in a third person later without problems. Yeah. Like, even if they want to argue that they feel it's more immersive, they should give you the option. Yeah. I think there should be an option. I think you should be able to change it like you can in Skyrim mm-hmm. or Fallout. Yeah. I always play those games in third person. I only ever switch to first person when I have to pick up something or if I'm using a bow. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That that still bugs me, and I'm still annoyed about it. But it also bugs me. <laughs> Aaron, I'm sorry. Your your sensibilities, your, your poor princess sensibilities <laughs> might be... Um, Oh, right. This kind of horrifying. Right. Jensen but... warned me about this. Um, Aaron, we understand if you need to leave for this part of the discussion and go recline on your fainting couch with a fan. But we hope curls. you'll stick around because I think it'll be entertaining to hear your reaction. Okay. So I had heard, oh um, you know, back when they said that it was going to be first person only, they also announced that there would be first person sex scenes. So I found some prostitutes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I wanted to see if it was going to be, like, the most awkward thing ever. And it absolutely is. 
It's the worst. It's so bad. No. I, I, I kind of, okay, I'm, I'm kind of weird. I, when there's like the possibility, when there's like prostitutes and the possibility to like have a sex scene in the game, I'll usually seek it out just to see how they did. Just to be like, did the devs pull it off? Do I feel like I actually like, like, is this like a, an, an interesting enough experience that I could see wasting time oh, doing this no. when it doesn't give my character any buffs or anything? <laughs> In cyberpunk? Absolutely not. It is the most awkward and horrifying thing. It's not the least bit titillating. I was just like, this is really... Like, you were worried about the yeah. person who gets off on this. I know. I was like, this is really <laughs> dumb. <laughs> and I was like... I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I was just like, I just like finished, like went through the scene, went through it again just to be sure. And then I was like, you know what? Yes, I know. I, well, I had to, there was a male and a female. I had to find them both. Oh my gosh. And at the end of it, I was just like, I never need to do that again. <laughs> I'm not even sure I need to romance anyone because I know that scene's eventually going to come up again and that's a horrifying prospect. Oh my god. Which, which it makes sense to me that they wouldn't have, that they would, okay, no, I am going to say this, even though it's a horrible pun. It makes sense to me that um, CD Projekt Red wouldn't nail their <laughs> sex scene. Um <laughs> <laughs> because they I were felt also like, awkward in the Witcher. Because I felt like they were the worst part of Witcher Three. Yes, <laughs> they, they were, were so, so awkward. <laughs> and it's like, okay, and I know, and I, I, you know, I loved Witcher Three. Yeah, but um, I was a big fan of the book series before I played the games, and I do think that it would have been very hard for me to get into the games if I didn't already have that love of the books yeah. as a foundation. The way that the books treat sex is so nuanced and so interesting and it really says a lot about the characters and about how they view themselves and about how society views them. It's like actually a really deep part of uh, the themes in Witcher. The video games did not capture that yeah. at all. <laughs> like the video games, the video games kind of ruin it. Yeah. Like it's really, the way that they depict sex in the games is just that was another oh. one where I was like, I, you know, yeah. sought it out and then after so, I was like, never need to do that again. Yeah, so like, I am not remotely surprised. <laughs> Aaron's horrified. <laughs> I'm not remotely surprised that Cyberpunk continues the grand tradition of CD Projekt Red, just not really understanding how to mm -hmm. um, use sex in a there game. Was, there was, I know, okay, this is, <laughs> I'm going to go back to and probably horrify Aaron some more. There was a shot during it where I could see my own character's feet. Eh. Ah! <laughs> I mean, I know some people like feet. I do not. And it was awful. Ew. I was like, ew, <laughs> why can I see my own feet right now? What's happening? <laughs> why is the camera focused on my feet? Oh, my gosh. It was awful. Okay, and you said... <laughs> so awful. You said one thing to me yesterday that I feel like um, bears repeating if you still feel this way. What game... Did sex scenes better? Fable two. <laughs> Fable two has more entertaining sex scenes than Cyberpunk for sure. Because 
it fades to black, and then you hear people being like, oh, goodness, in, like, the most ridiculous English accents you've ever heard, and it's just hilarious, and it just makes me crack up, and one time I gathered, like, 30 people in Bloodstone just to see if I could get, like, a big orgy together, what? and it worked, and I got an achievement, and it was hilarious. What? What is happening right now? <laughs> Okay, why? I was learning a little too much about just, how I game. Just why? <laughs> because I wanted to see if I could, Erin. Just because I wanted to see if I could. Oh and it gosh. worked. <laughs> it was it was worth it just to know that mm. it's possible to get about 30 people oh. together in Fable 2. <laughs> no. Go into an abandoned house and then just have a wild time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. We owe Erin a new pearl necklace to collect. <laughs> yes. She's clutched her current pearl necklace so oh. hard she's broken it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Erin. It's just, it's something that I gotta do. If it's an option, I gotta take it at least uh, once. Jensen just gotta to have see. it. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. And sometimes, Ooh. like in Fable, it's hilarious enough that I'm like, yes, I see why this was included. I get it. And then other times, it's like it is in cyberpunk, and I go, you didn't need it. <laughs> you didn't need it. You didn't need it. You really didn't need it. And I feel sorry for the people who had to animate it, because it's hella awkward. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my time with cyberpunk. I've been enjoying it. I've already spent about 30 or 40 hours in it. And um, not as much as I was hoping, but work has been insane. And so, um, but I, I am, and I'm only about, I'm in the second act, and I've really only explored the first area. There's like five other areas of the map that I have to explore. Mm -hmm. um, I've almost completely explored the first area, but I've been just like, just scouring it, and it's been fun. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm excited. I feel really sad for the people who um, had to had to play it on PS4. Yeah. Mm. I hope they'd, they'd better freaking patch that thing quickly. Because, like, I want other people to be able to enjoy this game like I have. Mm -hmm. You know? It breaks my heart every time I see something about it. How do you feel about the graphics? Because I, I feel... They're really good. I feel like they, like, teased it and made it look like it was going yeah. to be just, like, ultra realistic. But I saw some gameplay and to be honest i was kind of yeah i mean it's video i can't i can't say i'm disappointed because i mean it's their style but the way they they made it look well, at e3 it made it seem like it'd be hyper realistic yeah i think what it is is it looks really good for last generation mm -hmm. yeah it's not on the level like okay um, okay. Last night when I wanted to show Amir my PS5 and be like, look, it's so cool. I showed him Demon Souls. Yeah, I because was gonna, that's the best example I was gonna say, that we have for this current, this new generation's yeah. graphics. I was going to say the argument that a lot of people have made that like, well, Cyberpunk's, it, of course, it's not running on PS4 properly. It's made for PS5. No, it's made for PS4. No, it, like yeah. they announced it seven years ago yeah, or something. Right? Like, they made it for PS4. Yeah. It's ridiculous and, that it doesn't work on PS4 because yeah, it's because for that's PS4. What it was yeah. for. But like, I was actually just going to say, 
I think that the facial expressions and the animation and the lighting and everything in Demon Souls remake is so much more impressive. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. No, <laughs> I think it was made for PS5. Yeah, that's the thing. Demon Souls was made for PS5, and you can tell it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely stunning. And it runs amazing. Cyberpunk is really good for last generation. Mm-hmm. This is the version that I have on my PS5 is not. Yeah, you can't play it on last generation. That's the thing. You can play the last generation version on this generation. What a mess. That's ridiculous. But I'm playing it on my PS5, it looks great, mm-hmm. but it looks like a tail end PS4 game. Right. Which it technically is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> kind of. It's there they are going to release the PS5 version next year. And I'll have the free upgrade to that. And I'm guessing, I'm betting you anything, Aaron, that the really nice graphics that we've seen, is it running on PS5, not PS4? Gotcha. I bet it'll look way better on PS5. Uh Uh-huh. So I think that's that's why at E3 it looked so much better. And now it's just, like, pretty good PS4. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, no. That makes sense. Don't worry. I'm not going to sit here and try and defend, no, no, it's this generation. Because no, Demon's Souls is this generation. Cyberpunk was supposed to be last generation. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad glad you're enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I also am, you know, I'm I'm definitely torn about it because I know in my heart of hearts that it has many problems and I'm furious with them. But I'm also having a really fun time playing it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah, I I feel that's what gaming is all about. So yeah, you know. yeah, <laughs> being furious but having fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Erin, shall we shut down Jensen before she yes. tries to go off? Yes, you definitely need rant. to shut me down before <laughs> I go off on another rant Move about on. cyberpunk. <laughs> Um, okay, I will explain how our game of the year structure is going to work. So. I am kind of, I kind of took like the sort of giant bomb structure, but I've modified it to be basically unrecognizable and weird. And we're doing our own sort of thing for game of the year. We did it last year. Yeah, we kind of did. We kind of did. We didn't do exactly this last year. No, we we did it. Yeah, we did it a little bit different last year. um, But what we're doing is, first of all, we're not just going to. Um, list games that came out in 2020. We're going to talk exclusively about games that we played um, for the first time in 2020. Um, oh, for the first time? Because then I got to delete some. Of my oh yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought. Well, it it's just... fine if you I played was like a game like that. I beat if you played like a substantial amount of it and you really feel like you had the experience of that game this year. Okay. Then keep it on your list. Okay, the way that I was doing it was anything that I beat this year or played for the first time. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, we can do what we want. That's kind of the whole point, (laughs) is that we can sort of do it the way we want. So, like, for example, on my list, I left off games like Demon's Souls or Bloodborne because I've played those before. I was focusing instead on games that, like, they were 2020 games for me. Does that make sense? Because, like... Bloodborne isn't really a 2020 game for me. I played it before 2020. Demon's Souls isn't really a 2020 game for me. I played it before 2020. Like, these are games that I've played. These are games that came out years ago. But I have a couple of games on my list that also came out years ago that I'm putting on here because I didn't experience them until 2020. So for mm. me, they're a 2020 game. Okay. Gotcha. So 
that was kind of the way that I was thinking we were going to do it. I'm totally fine with us all having our own personal criteria for what ends up on our lists because who cares? We can do what we want. (laughs) And so the first thing that we're going to do is we're just going to really quick go through our top lists. Like, Like just basically taking all the games that we played and just arranging them from the ones we enjoyed the least to the ones we enjoyed the most. Then we're going to take our top five um and well okay first we're gonna do the eulogy for our for our top for our, our sixth, sixth game yeah. of the year we're gonna do our eulogy for the one that just didn't make it into the top five <laughs> um and then <laughs> because i just think that's funny <laughs> then for our top five we're gonna create a combined top 15 list and we're basically going to argue three at a time which order our combined games go in so I think this is going to be easier to actually just do than to explain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's just get started with it. Step one, we list all the games that we played in our game of the year order. So I'll start. Um, I played 20 games this year. And in order of game I liked, I enjoyed the least to game I enjoyed the most, it goes at number 20, Agony. Number 19, Uncharted. Number 18, Astro's Playroom. Number 17, Among Us. Number 16, Dreams. Uh, Number 15, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number 14, Last of Us Part Two. Number 13, The Last of Us. Number 12, Splatoon 2. Number 11, Little Nightmares. Number 10, Ghost of Tsushima. Number 9, Resident Evil 3. Number 8, Evil Within. Number 7, Resident Evil 2. Number six, Witcher 3. Number five, Evil Within 2. Number four, If Found. Number three, Carry On. Number two, Binding of Isaac. And number one, my number one game of the year, to the surprise of absolutely no one, is Hades. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so this is my list. And I was really surprised, actually, going through it and reviewing everything that I played this year, to realize that there wasn't really anything I played this year that I hated. Like, like my number 20 game of the year, the last one, the one I enjoyed the least, was Agony. And I still had fun with that. Like, mm-hmm. everything was fun this year. Everything was a good time. This was a very good year for Elsa and video games. Okay, Erin, it is your <laughs> turn. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the same, the same page. Like, I enjoyed all of these. And there are quite a few I didn't include because I didn't play enough that I felt like I really got to experience them. So there's yeah. there are only 12 on my list. Um, so starting at number 12, I had Hatiful Boyfriend, 11, Spirit of the North, 10, Fall Guys, 9, Kingdom Hearts 3, 8, Anthem, 7, Fallen Order, uh, 6, Bloodborne, and no, I still haven't beaten it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Number five, Thief. Number four, Vampire. Three, Judgment. Two, Ghost of Tsushima. And one, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Awesome. Okay, Jensen. Your list is quite robust. It's substantial. I played 29 games this year. Uh, Number 29 is Lego Lord of the Rings on PlayStation Vita. 20, 
Oh, I mixed up the numbers. 28 is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. 27, Lego Harry Potter Years 5 through 7. 26, Wipeout HD. 25, Fallout Shelter. 24, Grand Theft Auto Online. 23, Dark Cloud. 22, Mass Effect 3. 21, Mad Max. 20, Dishonored. Tw uh, 19, Mass Effect 1. 18, Fallout 4. 17, The Last of Us. 16, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 15, Bloodborne. 14, Tomb Raider. 13, Jedi Fallen Order. 12, The Last of Us Part 2. 11, Ghost of Tsushima. 10, Resident Evil 7. 9, Bug Snacks. <laughs> Elsa. <laughs> 8, Terraria. 7, Mass Effect 2. 6, Cyberpunk 2077. 5, Demon Souls. 4, Resident Evil 2. 3, The Surge. 2, Death Stranding. And number one is Divinity Original Sin 2. And this list was really hard to rank because I also didn't have any that I didn't enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I put Lego Lord of the Rings Vita last because the Vita version of that game is so stunted that it's ridiculous. Like they took out half the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically... What I'm saying is uh, this was a really good year of video games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now here, though, is where we get to our final top 15 list. And here oh, also... I thought we were going to eulogize our sixth. Oh, yeah. We're going to eulogize our sixth. Sorry. So uh, <laughs> my sixth was Witcher 3. Here's the deal. Me and Witcher 3 had a great time together. I There's so much about it that I love. Like, gold standard of DLC... Just really, really fun characters. I already complained about the sex. And, like, really, <laughs> that is, that is like, a lot of the stuff in this game that kind of keep it from being in higher than it is on the list. Is I do feel like there's some stuff that they could have carried over from the books that would have made it a better story and a better experience that they left out. I think that a lot of the stuff that CD Projekt Red just added for themselves is not good. Yeah. Like, uh, in that front. Like, basically everything that I'm like, that wasn't from the books, they just made that up, is something that I feel like doesn't... Like, you guys, this is why it's not yeah. canon. And that's the thing, is that, like, it's... I don't think it's just a case of, they changed it, now it's different. Because yeah. they, you know, they added... They they made some modifications and some and in their adaptation of the series they did some things that I thought were really nice particularly with the aesthetic, um, but most of what they have like modified from the books I feel like is kind of the worst part. Mm -hmm. um, so I am gonna complain about that a little and like the sex is just one example. Yeah, and um, Witcher three was still a really good time though. Loved it. Mm -hmm. I played so much Gwent. I own a full-size wooden Gwent board Ooh. and five Gwent decks now. Mm -hmm. And I regret nothing <laughs> about any of my choices with Witcher. I spent some good time with it. Um, <laughs> it is not getting into our top 15, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And Jensen, how about you? Eulogize oh. your... Or no, sorry, Aaron's next. Aaron. Oh, you're Aaron, good. Aaron, eulogize your number six game of the year. Either way. <laughs> okay, so... 
my number six was Bloodborne, which we've already established is an incredible game, just an amazing experience all around. Um, and I think the reason it only made it to number six for me is because I started it in earnest in December of last year. So yeah, <laughs> so I have yeah. to. I mean, I love it, but I also have to be in a particular mood to play it um, because it's super hard. I mean, so I I feel like eventually the game gets to a point where it's like, okay, I don't have patience for this unless someone else is helping me because I made it for the first few bosses just fine. I was like, sweet, I can do this. And then I got to um, martyr Logarius on top of, wait, was it Logarius? I don't know. Martyr someone on top of Castle Canehurst. Martyr Logarius. Yeah. Yeah. On top of Castle Canehurst. And I was just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, I watched you try to beat him a couple times. Yeah. I have have thoughts about that. Actually, I think I have a theory about why that particular battle was so difficult for you. Because mm. when I think of you in our D&D group or in any kind of multiplayer capacity or just your typical play combat style, you always go for being like the ranged magician type. Mm. Like you like to keep your distance mm-hmm. and kind of and kind of um, duck and move a lot. And I actually think that that fight with Logarius is really, really punishing unless you just stick to him. Yeah. Like an actual barnacle yeah. on his thigh. <laughs> right. <laughs> on his frozen, frozen thigh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I I still love it. But from this from that point forward, I don't think I'll ever do single player ever again. But I mean... I wish I was that good. I wish I had that much patience, but I I just don't. <laughs> but I'm still loving it. I think it's really fun with multiplayer still. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's a good one for multiplayer. Way better than Dark Souls for multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. They really improved upon that mm-hmm. oh, whole yeah. system. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jensen, eulogize your number six game of the year. <laughs> I feel like I almost already did. You kind of already did. Like, <laughs> but is there I... anything more to say about well, Cyberpunk? What I want to say about Cyberpunk, the reason why it made it on it made it to six, is I almost feel like it doesn't deserve to be that high in my list mm-hmm. because it does still have a lot of problems. But the reason why I put it at six is because I really can tell as I'm playing it that this is my kind of game. Like I am having a really fun time. I am waiting with bated breath for every update and for when they release the DLC because I can't wait to just like you know, really dig into the game more. And, like, I'm having a great time with it. But I also don't think it ever could have made it into my top five this late into the year and with this many problems. If it had been if it had been exactly how everyone had been hyping it and had been, like, the perfect game with, like, just no no horrible bugs, just, like, little ones because every game is no going to have scandals bugs. About no scandals. No treatment. Yeah, no, no, like, you know, totally messed up, like, gameplay on PS4. If it had just been exactly how everyone wanted it to, it probably still wouldn't have even been Divinity on my list. It probably still would have only, it would have gotten into the top five, but it wouldn't have gotten past the one. Like, it's, it's just too late in the year for that to possibly be. 
So I put it at six mostly just as a like, because I know I'm going to, I know that I like it already and I know I'm going to only like it more the further I get into the story. But I'm also mad at them. <laughs> so it's number six. Okay. And I eulogize it because it's basically dead. <laughs> Which is what the sixth one symbolizes, right? Yeah. Death. Yeah. Death. You didn't make it in the top five, therefore you die. <laughs> okay. Now to kind of better explain. So we've got two different ways we can do this. The way that I set it up, I was kind of trying to modify Giant Bomb's style to make it a little nicer. Because now we have these 15 titles. And we're going to go through and we are going to eliminate them one at a time. So we're going to be like, okay, out of these 15 games, what's the worst one? We can do it that way. That's the giant bomb style. Or the modified sort of nice way I was thinking we could do it is, so our number five games of the year, respectively, are Evil Within 2, Thief, and Demon Souls. So if we were going to just go about it in a sort of pleasant way, we could say that 15 through 13... That's those are our numbers, and we just argue about what order they go yeah, in. I like that. From there, so do we want to do that, or do we want to just do the giant bomb style? No, I like I like it the way that you've got it, where it's like fifteen through thirteen. We decide like okay, we decide the order of these ones. That's fine. We can be nicer. We can be cuddly. We're we're the princess cast. <laughs> we're cuddly already. So yeah, we got to go the cuddlier way. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I just made a horrible realization. I didn't wish Elsa a happy birthday. Oh, I, happy birthday. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I don't think I did either. I, it's fine. I probably <laughs> never, ever would have remembered that it was my birthday um, a few weeks ago because I have been semi-conscious. We didn't yeah. play your birthday games. We you didn't, didn't choose birthday I was, games. I was semi-conscious and I had COVID. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Do you want Do you want to choose birthday games for I us just to play? want to forget about this year. Okay. <laughs> I'll just I'll, call this, I'll just we pick, also didn't do Christmas games. I'll pick extra good. I'll pick extra good birthday games for next year. Okay. And mm. I do think it's sad we didn't do Christmas games. Yeah, we didn't do. But at the same time, year, my Christmas. Was a bust, kind but of. at the same time, I kind of feel like my Christmas game is always going to be Bloodborne forever. <laughs> Mine is always an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Assassin's Creed is Christmas. Okay. But, yeah. Anyway, which so hurts of, because I still haven't beaten Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, out of so our so we have to eliminate out of Evil Within Two, Thief or Demon Souls. What is gonna sit at our spot number fifteen here? So I, I immediately want to say Demon Souls. Um, I will always and forever have a special place for Thief in my heart. But the only reason it got into my uh, list of 2020 games is because I worked on the platinum, so yeah, yeah. I I feel like Demon Souls, even though I haven't played played it yet, I've seen it and it looks incredible. Okay, yeah. so we're already messing up how Giant Bomb does things, but that's okay. We're not Giant. <laughs> we're Bomb. not Giant Bomb. We're um, Princess Cat. <laughs> but here, I'm actually going to I'm actually going to propose the order that I think they should go in, and you guys can tell me if you agree or not. Because I'm thinking 15 should be Demon Souls, 14 should be Thief, and 13 should be Evil Within 2. And this is my reasoning. Jensen's glaring at me. This is my reasoning. Have you seen Demon Souls? <laughs> Demon Souls, Demon Souls, but th this is my reasoning why. Demon Souls is an incredible remake. It's also a remake. This is a game that 
everybody who really cared about this series probably already played or was familiar with earlier. Like, it's cool. But it's so it's, beautiful. It's so beautiful <laughs> and it's so good. And the way that it was brought forward on PS5 so that it was introduced to an entire new generation of PlayStation users, I think is great. Um, but it's still a game that, like, already came out. And, um, and like, and I kind of think it loses points for that. At the same time, though... I kind of think that you could say something similar about Thief, where it's like, this is something where they, they kind of redid what they'd done before, and we're always going to be Thief apologists, because we all loved it. Um, it didn't do as well as it deserves to. It was mm. robbed. It was. Yeah. But like, it, <laughs> but like, it is something, but it is something that kind of already has this this, this history. So I feel like... In 2020, that does kind of diminish it a bit. Mm -hmm. And then Evil Within 2, I feel like, is this really interesting, unique experience that is a little bit more modern, that is kind of pointing more towards modern gaming. So that's kind of the order that I would maybe propose. Does that make sense? Uh, I grudgingly admit that it does make sense. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's fair. Okay, so at number 15, Demon Souls. That does hurt because It does hurt it because does. Demon Souls is so beautiful. That does hold big, so fun. I didn't include it. And it, it is for sure my favorite Soulsborne game. Yeah, well, and I didn't include it on my list because like I said, I've played it before and I felt like it's a remake so it is different, but it also is it's a it's a game that's existed before and I've played before. Yeah. Um so I left it off of my list. But straight up, if I had included it on my list, it probably would have been, like, number two mm -hmm. on my personal yeah. list. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, and so in that case, it would have been closer to, like, one through three. But this list is unfair and arbitrary, and that's kind of part of the point. Is it's an <laughs> exercise in us just reviewing our own weird um, feelings. <laughs> you spelled thief wrong? I know. <laughs> Let me fix it. <laughs> Look, I'm mildly just. It's okay. I do that. I do that literally every time I've ever spelled thief since I was like eight years old. I've spelled it E I, and then I go, oh, that's wrong, and I go back and go I E. Okay. Every time. To be fair, probably the only reason I could spell it correctly at such a young age is because I played the thief games. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But I remember one time in. In uh, Link's Awakening, if you steal from the shop, uh -huh. then your name gets changed to Thief, oh. but it's all caps. And one time I started the game and I was like, I'm going to steal from the store, okay, guy? I'm not going to spend that much on a stupid bow and arrow. So I was, I went into the game knowing I was going to steal stuff, so I named myself Thief, nice. but I spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so they still changed my name. Okay. Um, for this, let's try to actually kind of more do it the Jane Bond way for the last, for the next couple of rounds. And that now we're going to go to Aaron and Aaron, give us an offering for number 12. What do you think should be eliminated at number 12 out Ooh. of If Found, Vampire, or Resident Evil 2? Oh, gosh. Um. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, Okay. Resident Evil 2 for I number it. 12 because it's a remake. 
Only because it's a ah, remake. Ah, but it's so good. <laughs> it is a really good remake. Um, it found at number 11 and Vampire at number 10 because I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. Resident Evil is so good. I it think... is a remake, though, and that infuriates me. <laughs> okay, well, if, if, Jensen, if Jensen isn't going to rage against the machine here too much... <laughs> then I would say we can go ahead and give you your number 12 pick, but we're not going to necessarily give you the other two just yet. You notice, you notice Elsa doesn't fight at all for my pick being the lowest one, <laughs> yeah. but then she's like, no, now I'm going to defend my well, own. No, I'm actually just trying to keep us to, to follow the form, because then what it would be is we'd go over to Jensen's turn, and it would be like, Jensen, what's your 11 pick between If Founder Vampire? Oh, okay, so me... And so basically, we the two of us end up fighting. If found, because no. I played Vampire. I know you <laughs> and played Vampire. Vampire is really really fun. I didn't play Vampire, but I watched you play Vampire. If found is better. <laughs> I don't know enough about If Found, but I know you did tell me that sometimes the like main game mechanic just doesn't straight up work. No, in it's Vampire. Somebody... Everything works just fine. You no, ran into super stupid. You hard. ran into a bug. <laughs> That, like, made you have to shut it off at least 20 times. Yeah, Jensen is lying through her teeth. There are lots of bugs in Vampire. Well, yeah, there's bugs. There's bugs in everything. But I'm talking about, like, the main mechanic of you talk to people and then you drain their blood works fine all the time. Hey, and the mechanic in If Found is that you're erasing entries in a journal. And sometimes you don't erase quite enough that it will move forward and you don't figure it out right away. That's all I'm talking about. Like, eventually you can figure it out. Okay. It's a quick little two and a half hour game, but it's perfect. I I have something um, with Vampire. Sometimes I couldn't talk to people. It wouldn't give me the option, so I had to restart the game. Aaron, why are you siding with Elsa? I'm this? sorry. I'm right. As far as games that work better, Vampire had a lot of problems. <laughs> I mean, if you run really fast, you do run so fast that it can't load. But yeah, still. I was going to mention that. Okay, yeah. I think we're putting Vampire to fine, if fine, fine, fine. If it was me, Vampire would not have made it. I uh, made it higher than Resident you Evil Two. Played Vampire. Well, actually, you know, yeah, it shouldn't be higher than Resident <laughs> Evil. Because well, Resident it's too Evil bad 2 because be number ten. We fixed the list, so. <laughs> Okay, so now number nine, it's my turn because we kind of just argued about it enough, and so I get a pick. So now we've got between Carry On, Judgment, and The Surge. Okay, out of these three, I'm actually going to go ahead and offer up my pick, Carry On. I think it's an excellent game. I love it to pieces, and I feel like its appeal is going to be really limited to weirdos like me. Like, it feels really good to play. And I loved it, and I loved ripping tiny little humans apart. But like, if this if this list is supposed to represent the three of us as player, you players, you guys would look at this and you would just be like, "What the hell is this game?" <laughs> and like, you would not get it. And so I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'll offer it up at number nine. And now you guys can fight over the judgment and the surge for number eight and seven. This is gonna be really hard. <laughs> this is gonna be hard because. Because uh, I feel like the search Everything... would probably be too hard and too scary for me. It's... <sighs> and Judgment is just a gem. <laughs> See, the thing about the search, 
thing about the surge that makes it so great is it it's it is very souls like where it is hard but moving around the levels is not too hard because it's really easy to run past enemies mm-hmm. and so there's still like the thing that's so fun about it is the exploration like it's even better at the exploration stuff than demon souls is good and dark souls cuz like you know how dark souls like you you can like jump and climb around and things to like find new areas mm-hmm. the surge they took that idea that like dark souls and demon souls only just touched on uh-huh. and the surge was like we're gonna make that a really big part of exploration so there's like so much about stuff that where you can like run and jump onto something and find this whole other route and it's just it's like so twisty the map is so fun and it's just fun to like pick it apart but it is very hard mm-hmm. because the enemies, it the the environment changes with the story. And so you start out with like all these weak enemies around and you eventually get to the point where you have no trouble beating them. But then you'll go and you'll get further in the story. And when you come back, those enemies have been killed because there's some security guards have come by and cleared out those enemies. And now it's replaced with security guards and they're really hard. Mm-hmm. And that happens. So it, the environments change as you get further in. Mm-hmm. So it is a very hard game. And the bosses are way harder than any Dark Souls boss I've ever fought. Yeah. So I agree. And I know that it does have its problems. And on PS5, it's super buggy. I had to turn off the, um, the, uh, what's it called? What's the thing that J.J. Abrams loves? Uh, the lens, lens flare? flare? Yeah. Are I had tracing? to turn down the, the yeah. it's lens yeah. flare. I had to turn oh. down lens flare. Because on PS5, if you have the lens flare too high up, it turns your screen blue. Oh. Um, <laughs> so it does have its problems. I don't know much about Judgment. I know it's it's the same people who did uh, Yakuza, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know that they make really fun games. I also know that Yakuza's environment is kind of boring. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it's it's Yakuza's definitely fun is in... pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> You, I, um, I feel like those games, their main fun is in the story and the characters, mm-hmm. and the environment is just like meh. The environment is meh, but the side quests are bonkers and super yeah. fun and ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like that makes judgment, up for it. Yeah, everything you told me about Judgment, everything I've seen, it seems like it is just, it's like, Good, clean fun, you know? Yeah. It's just funny and entertaining. And it and has... My environment can't hold a candle to the surge. <laughs> and it, it has a great mystery story. It's just yeah. a, a really fun mystery and pretty dark. But I, you know what? I, I will leave this one to you. I'm going to offer up the surge as number eight because although I loved it to pieces, I know that it... It does have some problems, and I think if we were to just, like, just compare the Surge and Judgment, like, totally objectively, without without our experiences with it, I think Judgment is probably a better game. Mm-hmm. But I still think the Surge is better. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I just think, I think for me personally, I think that the Surge is more of my game, mm-hmm. but I think objectively i think the, the word, judgment is a better game i think the word you're searching for is accessible yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Judgment's Judgment's more accessible. Mm-hmm. I think more people would enjoy Judgment. The bar to entry for Surge is a lot higher. Yeah. Once you get there, it's a better experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Judgment is this thing where it's like you can go in and you can just have a really good time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put the Surge at eight and Judgment at seven. Okay. Okay. Cool beans. The, and then Aaron's not going to fight that because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to be like, no, I think... The surge is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And now, Jensen, um, for the number six choice, you can choose between Binding of Isaac, Ghost of Tsushima, or Death Stranding. I think... I'm sorry, Elsa. I've got to choose Binding of Isaac because <laughs> it's... How do I explain this? I'm uh, I'll, I'll... I'm biased because it's a extremely short game and you basically just play the game over and over and over again and you're hoping that's... for different outcomes and you're not and that's not your favorite and that's not my favorite yeah I'm actually <laughs> not going to fight you too much on this because as much as I loved my time with Binding of Isaac uh, it's kind of similar to my last comment about Judgment versus the Surge I do think that there is a bar to accessibility there. And um, I love Binding of Isaac, but I don't expect anyone else to feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, it, it I get it. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a yeah, like, what the heck game for me. <laughs> yeah. It's one that I know is on Vita, I mean, and I've occasionally looked at it and gone, "If I, I want to get it," and I'm like, mm, "I don't know. I don't if know if I, I like it enough." If I was going to argue for it. Um, especially over these other two games, I would say that Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding kind of represent opposite ends of the scale when it comes to games that were made for people to love. Like, Ghost of Tsushima is just this wonderful, beautiful, epic, sweeping story. Like, it is a lot of people's game of the year, and I get why. It's a great experience going in. There's just... There's just very little about it to, like, needle you or offend you or confuse you. Yeah. And then you've got Death Stranding on the other side of it that actively <laughs> tries to do all of yes. that. And is this, like, Honestly. really, really personal thing. And I would say that Binding of Isaac, I mean, as far as those two classifications of go- a game goes, Binding of Isaac is definitely personal and offensive and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it does all of that... I, if I was going to argue for it, I would say that depending on what you value, if we think that that accessibility is really important, or if we think it's important to occasionally, uh, or not even occasionally, but to try and go out of our way to reward these games that are personal, that are made to kind of be singular, and aren't necessarily trying to appeal to a large audience, but are just trying to be something unique and special then I would say that Binding of Isaac, I think, does it better than Death Stranding because it is so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so well-balanced. It's so in tune with you as the player and with how you're feeling and how you're you're compelled to go forward in a way that I don't think... It, and it does it, it does it with much simpler mechanics mm-hmm. and with a much smaller platform, and it's so addictive, and I think that's so impressive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I that's that's the argument that I would make for Binding of Isaac, but 
Uh, like I like I already said, I'm not going to I'm not going to try to fight for it too hard here because I get that you guys would both hate this game, that most people would hate this game, and I don't think they're wrong. Well, honestly, I think part of the reason why I chose Binding of Isaac over Death Stranding in that moment is because of my own personal bias. Because I recognize that Death Stranding is a weird game, and it by also a weird, is not crazy person. It's a weird game by a weird guy, and it also has that sort of barrier to to entry, and it's. It's just so bonkers, but it's just like, it's, I think the reason why I still think that Death Stranding should be number five mm-hmm. and not number four. Cause I mean, like guys, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like if we're, if we're going objectively, Ghost of Tsushima is just fantastic, but Death Stranding it's that kind of game where you it sneaks up on you. You'd never realize that you have so much fun in it because it seems so weird. And <laughs> it's just... And you start it out and the, the movie scenes are so baffling that you're just like, what is even happening? And it almost makes you angry because you have no idea what's going on. But next thing you know, you've been playing it for like 100 hours <laughs> and you're just obsessed with it. And all of the ringtones on your phone are suddenly sound effects from the game. Like, that is where I'm at. <laughs> By the end of it, I was obsessed with Death Stranding. And I just don't feel like I would have that kind of a thing with Binding of Isaac. I you feel like not. it's the kind of game where I would fire it up occasionally and I would mess around in it a little while. And then I would turn it off and go play something else. Yeah. Whereas Death Stranding, it was almost like Divinity where I found that I was barely blinking because <laughs> mm-hmm. I just didn't want to look away from the screen. Okay, so we're decided. But I also think that it is really weird and it has that barrier to entry, so that's why I think it should be number five. Okay. Mm. So you think... What do you think, Aaron? What, yeah, what's Aaron's thoughts on this? Because um, it's yeah. actually your pick. I yeah, agree. Pick. I agree. I, I think your logic is sound. You think my logic is sound? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Death Stranding number five and Ghost of Tsushima number four? Yeah. Um, that sounds good to me, because Ghost of Tsushima... Is amazing. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, yeah. It's also, <laughs> what's nice about it is, it's beautiful. Death Stranding is also beautiful. Ghost of Tsushima has a coherent story. <laughs> 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 okay. I actually knew what was going on the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say that about Death Stranding. You know what's going on. You know who these characters are. They've just got the one yeah. name. It's there a is normal a, name. Yeah, they just have one name. It's a normal name. They don't introduce someone else who looks vaguely like another person. You're like, am I supposed to know this person? Yeah. Wait, who's this guy? Yeah. And they're not constantly bugging you about the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've lost track of things because nothing makes sense. Is it Aaron's turn now or is it mine? Technically, it was supposed to be Aaron's turn last time, but I kind of chose, so I think you Aaron's did, turn yeah. should be so this time. So I think time. it's Aaron's turn now because oh. you kind of took two in a row. Uh, okay. So, but between Hades, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Divigi Original Sin, what do you think should be number three? I'm, I'm going to be fair, and Final Fantasy VII was a remake, so I think that gets number three. If it's a rule for one of them, it's a rule for all of them. I yeah. agree, and I you gotta be I fair. Agree, but <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and be controversial here, and I'm gonna say that even if it wasn't, I still think it would be number three here. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Elsa has offended Aaron. I have. I'm sorry. No, I really, I really loved Final Fantasy VII remake. It was, it was some of the funnest time I had playing video games this mm-hmm. year. Um, but I do feel like there's some things in it that kind of hold it back from being all that it could have been. And most of that stuff just has to do with the pacing story-wise that kind of came from them chopping up the story and, mm. you know, basically making basically making the um, the Midgard part so much more bloated than it was mm. in the first game. But you still kind of feel it. And especially when I was replaying it, I kind of felt that fatigue towards the end where it was like, I can tell that they're trying to... They're trying to turn this into a climactic finale when it's just not. It's yeah. a transition into the next part of the story and you can sort of feel that. Yeah. So that's the one that's the one thing I would say. That's but, that's fair. But like it but it was like so fun otherwise. <laughs> and it has it made me like turn based combat because it changed it into being not, not turn based. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and I, I just thought it was beautiful and the characters were fun. And mm. Yeah, anyway, do you have anything to say? It was your game that you picked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I agree with you um, about the ending, even though I loved it with all of my heart. Um, but yeah, I think what they did with the characters and the combat was just breathtaking. So, yeah, I, if it weren't a remake, I would still argue for number one, but... I will, I'll concede. <laughs> okay, That's I can fair. live with that. That's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and as far as the other two games, I have no experience with either of them. Okay, so now um, it's just going to come down to me and Jensen arguing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Really What's your? Well, actually, though, maybe the fact that you don't have experience with either of them makes you a better person to first offer your opinion. Because you've heard us talk about. So, both of what's them. your impression of these two games? <sighs> yeah, let's do this. So far as you remember us talking about this, them. seems like a this seems like a really good this idea. This is the one where <laughs> I didn't blink for a full month, and now my eyes have, have like been permanently damaged because I wouldn't, I couldn't blink. <laughs> And this is the game, and this is the game that I described as basically the perfect video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I feel like the other reason this is really hard. So not only have I not played either of them, but they are two completely different games from each other. Very and different. I feel like I would get some amount of enjoyment out of both of them, but I cannot say for sure if I would finish either one of them. That's fair. I I feel like I would really like them, but until I play them, uh, I don't I don't want to be I don't want to be the one for this. <laughs> it's stressful. Should we should we maybe what we should do is we should each um give an impassioned speech to Aaron about why we think ours is better and then Aaron uh compares those and access judge. What do you think? Um, you know, I think that if you'd caught me on a day when I was in a worse mood, I might be like, no, that's not fair. We're not doing it that way. But I actually feel like that is a very good suggestion. And um, I will also stand by Aaron's decision. I will stand by Aaron's decision as well. We've agreed. Yep. Perfect. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll go first. I will go first. So as stated earlier, Hades is 
basically the perfect video game. And I do think that it has a slight advantage from having been in beta for two years. And they clearly took a lot of the feedback they were getting into account as they did everything that they could to balance and polish this so that it is just a perfect playing experience. Like, you, the second you put hands on that controller and you start controlling that Azagrius, it just feels so good. The gameplay of this is just, it feels good to do everything. It feels good to swing your sword, to fight enemies. It, everything breaks around you and it's so satisfying. And even dying is satisfying and feels good. Like they have made everything about this feel amazing and feel epic. Because when you die, it still progresses the story. And as a result, it's this game where even though there is a certain level of difficulty, you just never feel discouraged. You never feel like you're not accomplishing things. You never feel stuck. You're constantly moving forward because everything you do is building yourself up and building your character and your story within the game. And I think that that is, first of all, kind of a profound message about life generally, but in the, in the sense of how that works with gameplay, it's like, it's just, it's just kind of perfect because you just never want to put it down. You just never want to stop playing and stop progressing because the only way you stop progressing is if you don't play the game. Mm-hmm. Like every time you're playing, every second that you spend with that game is moving things forward. And what you're moving forward is a really, really great storyline. And you're also unlocking all of these weapons and these new builds. And like, I could just go on about the artwork and the characters and oh my gosh, Aaron, the <laughs> music in this game. It's so good. They wrote songs <laughs> and they're they're like good songs. They performed <laughs> them in concert. It was amazing. And um, the design for the Greek God characters that it's just like, oh my gosh, the voice work. Like I could just there is nothing about this game that is a problem. It's all really impressive on its own. But like all together, it just makes for this incredible experience. Um, I am going to say the one negative thing that I have to say about this game, and that is that at a certain point, which for me was about 120 hours, I checked on the Switch, at about 120 hours, I figured out that like I had kind of uncovered what there was in the game, and I was just like, oh, I'm still digging here, I'm still searching here for more, but I've run out of content. And then I was sad. Like, mm-hmm. the only reason that this game ever made me feel anything remotely negative the entire time I was playing it was that there just wasn't enough of it. <laughs> and there was and there was so much. There was so much. Like, it's, it's a full experience. It's a full-on meal. It's great. Um, and just the, in, like, all the little side quests... And the little characters, I'd like, I really, I've mentioned the characters a few times and I haven't gotten into the specifics, but it's because there's literally this whole pantheon, like every single character deserves a beautiful, like, essay on why they're the greatest. And there's 40 (laughs) of them. (laughs) So Uh. (laughs) that's Hades. It's basically the perfect video game. Um, I'm a little bit freaked out right now because (laughs) 
just about everything you described can also apply to divinity. I don't think these <laughs> games are as different as we think, you guys. They might not be. Because, like, okay, honestly, it also spent um, a couple years in beta. And so they took all of the, the suggestions and just used it to make the game better. It also has fantastic characters, amazing story. You get to know people and, like, you learn more about them depending on, like... There's, there's all kinds of choices you can make that opens up different things in the game. And things like, there's the ability to talk to animals. You can choose to have that ability, and if you have that ability, suddenly you can be opening up brand new quests, or you can be completing new quests in different ways just because you chose that thing. It also has just, a, just like beautiful music. The kind of music that just makes you want to weep when you hear it, because it's just gorgeous and they also have like this they are like beautiful artwork all the characters look so interesting it's got this like really in-depth world where they've just like they've just like it's it's based off of Dra dungeons and dragons it very clearly is they, it's not dungeons and dragons it's their own world that they created but it's based off of it and so it has that sort of like deep lore you know Mm -hmm. And, like, the world is feels so real and so fleshed out. And everyone's got these, like, like your characters all have, like, their backstory. You can create your own character, but it's more fun to play as one of the origin characters. You choose your character, they have their own backstory, they have their own thing they're trying to accomplish. And then you set out and you have these other characters. But the origin characters at the start of the game... They're all with you. You play with them through the whole tutorial level, which is this entire island. It's huge. And it, it took me like 12 hours to get through the tutorial. By the end of it, you choose who you want to come with you. And then only those ones, you can only choose a couple of them, only those ones come with you through the rest of the game. So if you go through and you choose some other origin characters to come with you as your companions, you have all these other side quests that have opened up to you and all these different interactions that have opened up to you because of the people you chose to take with you. You can also choose to take none of them and go by yourself. And it's like... <laughs> your, um... Your tablet I don't, is ringing. I don't know how my tablet's <laughs> ringing because it doesn't have a SIM card. <laughs> Okay. also like an Arabic name. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was really weird. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So you, you can choose to go alone. You can choose to go with other people, but your game changes depending on... Can you silence it? I'm trying. I'm so confused. <laughs> what is it? How are you calling me? I don't have a SIM card. <laughs> Go away! It's not it's not responding either. Is your phone still working, gents? Yeah. Okay. okay. It's got 15 batteries. I am so sorry about that. That's okay. I honestly <laughs> had no idea that an iPad even, that somebody even could call you on an iPad when it doesn't have a SIM card. Right? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, where was I? Oh, the combat also. The combat is wild. It, it, um... It has a similar kind of thing with Hades, how, you know, everything, like you were describing everything being breakable. Mm -hmm. With this, everything just feels so, it's got the right kind of impact. Yeah. With all the... The, the physics is really the well physics. balanced. Yeah. But it's the kind of combat, it's turn-based, but it's like the kind of combat where you don't care that it's turn-based. 
because mm. it's it's also um, it's tactical. That's the word. It's tactical turn based. So you also have to worry about your movement and stuff. Very much mm. like D and D, and like it's it's the kind of thing where I some some battles will take hours. You can mm. save in the middle of them, which is nice. But some <laughs> battles will take hours. But it's the kind of thing where you don't even notice. And then you finally finish the fight. It's all over. The, the The battlefield is just a mess with fire and electricity all over the place. And stuff is destroyed. And there's dead bodies everywhere. And you're just like... <laughs> <sighs> and then you look at the clock and it's been like two hours. And you're like, holy crap. <laughs> but it is just... It's a beautiful game. It is very long. <laughs> I gotta say, you said you spent 120 hours. I think when I beat it, I was almost at 170 hours. Mm-hmm. These are both really long yeah. games. And I also <laughs> similarly had that feeling of like, well, it's isn't just there more? Over. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like the reason I beat it was because I looked around and saw there was nothing else I could do. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go finish the game now. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say the one, the, I also have one negative that I got to say, and mine is that um, there are moments where you, it bafflingly doesn't give you a choice for things that you wish it had. Like with that little girl you can rescue and her little skeleton kitty is there and you can't tell the little skeleton kitty where you took the little girl. What? I'm still angry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then after you rescue the little girl and break the curse on her, she's like, I'm going to go find my cat. And you can't tell the little girl where her cat is. Uh. <laughs> so mad. Yeah, what But the heck? otherwise, it's a beautiful game. It's got tons of choices. Just, just a wealth of choices. All kinds of things that will make the story different depending on how you play it each time. It's got... There's just... There's so much that you can do in the game and so much to learn from it. But yeah, you probably wouldn't finish either of our games because <laughs> they're both really long. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I made it harder by realizing that these games are actually really similar. Well, yeah. <laughs> actually, they are really similar. I hadn't thought about it that way before, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of their good points are the same. The only difference mm. is that um, the, like, the, the biggest difference is just the, the in the gameplay structure because yours, you have the hub that you start from and you go out. And Divinity, you're constantly moving to yeah. new places. Mm. Yeah. So there's no... there's The closest thing you have to a hub is your ship. But even that isn't really much of a hub. It's more just you can drop by it and drop off stuff you don't want to hold on to. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's you're wandering around. You move through new areas constantly. Yeah. So... And some areas drop out completely and you can never go back to them. So basically, Aaron, <laughs> choose between these two very similar m- very similar <laughs> games. I'm sorry. Can we just tie them? <laughs> tie for first. And second place is Demon Souls. Actually, I, I was joking, but no, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Let's do that. Demon Souls at number two. And well, then no. Hades and Divinity Original Sin tied for one. Because <laughs> we can do what we want. But yeah. Then, <laughs> but then that the one thing that that does cause problems with is Demon's Souls is a remake. Oh, and it was number 15 already. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
uh... Bloodborne. Bloodborne. <laughs> we all played some Bloodborne. Yeah, we all played right? Bloodborne. Bloodborne. I mean, the only reason it didn't end up on my list is because I played it before. But let's and just it was Aaron's number six, but let's just bump it up, put it at number two, and call Divinity and Hades <laughs> yeah. the same game. Unless yeah. if, Aaron, if Aaron has declared that Hades and Divinity Original Sin are at a tie, then we must respect her wishes, as we said. Yes. And then our number two game of the year will be The Ringer, the one that came in, swooped on in from, from you know, its place atop the pedestal of best games ever. <laughs> Aaron Sandler. Bloodborne. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Bloodborne that's came out list. of nowhere to shoot into number two. <laughs> yeah, because it can do that. It's that powerful a game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. Happily ever after, like a princess movie. <laughs> Yay! Yep, that's what we call the Deus Ex Machina, and in the case of Bloodborne, the Deus in particular is probably some kind of huge monstrosity that is indifferent to you and looks a bit like a Jim Henson creation. And you should not drink its blood, or maybe you should, depending on who you ask. Depends on if you want more eyes or no eyes. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's our list. Yay! Woo! Game of the year. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we yeah. I think we crushed that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that was pretty great. That was game of the year, you guys. And what are we planning on playing next? Uh, I'll go first because I right now feel like I could just play Bloodborne forever and be happy. So I have no cool. plans on what else I'm gonna play because I'm <laughs> just stuck in Bloodborne. I support that. Yeah. Erin, mm-hmm. how about you? <laughs> Um, well, if Persona 5 takes as long as I think it will, that should take us into February (laughs) when Persona 5 (laughs) Strikers will be released, which I am planning on getting. (laughs) And I I might get it for the Switch just so I can take it on the road with me. I don't know. I haven't decided, but I think that'd be fun. (laughs) Yeah, that does sound fun. Yeah. I'd say get it on both. What? Oh, get it on all of them? Jason's been I, I, doing this recently. Yeah, I've kind of gotten into this thing where I'll just get games that I like on multiple systems just so that I can play them wherever I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I have Google Stadia now on my oh. phone. And I have uh, NVIDIA GeForce mm-hmm. uh, so I can play things on my phone. So I have a second copy of Cyberpunk on my phone and a second copy of Death Stranding on my phone. <laughs> and a second copy, no, third copy now of Divinity Original Sin. Because <laughs> I have one on my phone, one on Switch, and then one on PlayStation. Mm, this nice. is just what I'm doing now. <laughs> That's awesome. want to be able to play games anywhere. <laughs> it's just her thing she does now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what are you going to be playing next, Jensen? Um, I'm going to play more Cyberpunk gonna keep playing that and then i think i need to go back to assassin's creed valhalla because i i don't feel like i've properly gotten into that one you know it came out in kind of an awkward time when i had covid Mm. and you know so i don't feel like i've really properly played it i Mm -hmm. enjoyed what i've played but i just need to like really dig into it and also there's a game coming out i think in I think it's either end of January or beginning of February called Werewolf Apocalypse Earthblood or something. I found information about this game just kind of... It was while I was looking up stuff about uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Mm -hmm. I stumbled across stuff for this game, this werewolf game. 
And it, I, like, I heard nothing about it until, like, last week when they suddenly released the, the trailer and some gameplay and were like, this is coming out now. And I was like, hot dang. <laughs> so it just looks like some good, clean, dumb fun. And <laughs> I want to play it. Basically, you're a werewolf in the apocalypse breaking into the, the these facilities to shut down their project that's, like, destroying nature that you need for your home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you can transform between a dude, a wolf, and then a freaking werewolf beast. <gasps> and, like, the dude is so you can interact with other characters, the wolf is so you can be stealthy, and the werewolf is so you fight. And so you just, like, shift between those... And it looks really fun, and I can't wait to be a stealthy little wolf climbing <laughs> through the vents in, you know, some facility and taking out dudes with guns and silver bullets. And, yeah. And then I can't wait to transform into a werewolf and just rip them apart without any stealth. <laughs> it that looks sounds really so good. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the trailer, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to need to look into that because I love yeah. werewolves. <laughs> I've been a vampire. Yeah, been... It's time to be <laughs> a werewolf. A <laughs> time to be a vampire and be a werewolf. <laughs> I've been like low-key following this game for about a year. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm really stoked for it. And I'm going to I'm going to go get it like as soon as it's available and mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's another one where I'm like I'm not sure if this game is going to be good, but I think I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It looks like my kind of game, because it also looks a little bit janky. Like looking at the 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 um, environments and stuff, and like the textures and things. I'm like, it looks a little bit like last generation gaming. Mm. It's a little bit janky. What not video game thing are you obsessed with? I'll go first because I already did at the beginning of the episode when I was gushing <laughs> about my Bloodborne pilot because all I'm doing right now is writing and. Learning how to do screenwriting specifically, and I turned that into an adaptation of Bloodborne. Yay! Because, mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know, I just felt compelled to. Everybody <laughs> just told me about it. It sounds really cool. Yes, you need to send it to me so I can read it like yesterday. I- <laughs> I will. I will send it to you so you can take a look at this and you can be like Elsa. This is just okay. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Whatever. I've read your writing and it's amazing. So. Thank you. How about you, Erin? What not video game thing are you obsessed with? Um. uh, Once again, there hasn't been too much outside of video games. Um. I will say, uh, Zach and I just watched Tenet. I don't know oh, if you guys have that? seen it yet. Um, I seen it. We loved it, to be quite honest. Ooh. We've we've seen it twice now because my brother wanted to watch it with us. And I mean, I get what people are complaining about. I mean, you know, with any time travel thing, there are going to be complaints. But I feel like it wasn't so out there that it's like you shouldn't write about time travel. Please stop. It's like this is really, um, uh, what's the word? This is really like gripping and fascinating and very well done. Like I love the videography <clears throat> and there was like almost no CGI in it. And um, you don't 
you don't get to know the main character. Like, you don't know his backstory at all. And I'm totally fine with that because I, I love, like, Christopher Nolan likes to throw out those characters where you get to just speculate and, you know, keep watching the movie and come up with your own theories. I really like stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's really cool. There's a theory about another one of the main characters that I will not say because it will totally spoil things. But I think it's a super cool theory. And I, you know, I loved it. I thought it was a great movie, really fun to watch, just super cool. Hmm. So. Well, I I thought that one looks interesting. So I, I, I'll have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will, I will say I, I do like Inception better, but I still really love this movie. Yeah. Well, cool. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been watching hardly any movies lately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because, you know. You know, PS5. <laughs> yeah, PS5 basically taking over my life and I love it. I yeah. wouldn't change it for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I was, um, I did rewatch Frasier mostly while I was working, ah, nice. <laughs> which I love that show so much. And the finale makes me cry every time. Yes. <laughs> like I yes, almost Aaron. I almost never cry, but that finale just kills me. It's just like, yeah. oh my heart. <laughs> it is that's a good one. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I love Fraser. Dude. <laughs> so. Yeah. What about you, Jensen? Well, I am back on documentaries. <laughs> yeah. I am obsessed <laughs> with documentaries again. And mm. it's mainly because I started listening to a new podcast. This one's called True Crime Obsessed, and mm-hmm. they just talk about documentaries. Um, they talk about true crime documentaries, but it's nice because I don't know anyone in my real life who likes documentaries as much as I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't have anyone to talk to about these documentaries that I've watched, and Aww. I don't have anyone who wants to talk to me about these documentaries. Aww. But this podcast... They've watched all the documentaries I've seen and then some. Yay! And so, and they're, it, one of the things I really love about them is they feel like my id and super ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, they're always saying the kind of things that I'm, I was thinking while watching the documentary and they say it like an id and a super ego would, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's just so perfect. It's uh, <laughs> it's hosted by Jillian Pensavale and Patrick Hines, and they're these like Broadway peoples in New York, mm-hmm. and so they always have a palate cleanser at the end. Well, after they're done t- done talking about this horrible documentary where all this horrible stuff happened, they'll then play some uh, Broadway song <laughs> that relates to it in some way, or that will make you feel better, <laughs> and it's fantastic and they've had there's been so many ones where like like I I went ahead and I signed up for their Patreon I've Mm. never I've never done a Patreon before because I never felt like I had the money to support someone else on there but they have so many extra episodes on Patreon because they do docuseries Uh on there they (laughs) like they started doing it forever ago and then I think I think they just got to the point where there's too many docuseries now. So they've got hundreds of episodes on their Patreon. And I was like, you know what? I want to listen to those so badly. I, they, I've watched, watched a lot of docuseries and I 
Like I want to, I want to hear about them. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to their thing on like the vow and on the disappearance of Madeline McCann. And what's fun is that I felt like there were things about those documentaries that made me furious, but I couldn't quite articulate them. Mm-hmm. And then I hear Jillian just like scream about some dumb thing someone did. And I'm like, yes, that is exactly why I felt <laughs> confused about this documentary. It's it's fantastic. And Jillian just yells a lot and gets angry and it makes me so happy. And then Patrick just laughs his head off and has the screechiest, <laughs> most ridiculous laugh. And I've been listening to them nonstop for like the last week and a half. And I'm now I'm actually having to watch documentaries to catch up because I've listened to almost all the episodes that they've talked about documentaries I've already seen. But mm. I've got this whole library of documentaries there that I'm being recommended. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I can finally hear about Tiger King without actually seeing it because I am not interested in watching it. I know there's too much animal cruelty in it. Yeah. But I can hear them rip it apart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's nice. Yay. I'm having a great time. Very nice. <laughs> We're so glad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, I think that that is going to do it. We yeah. did it, guys. We survived 2020. Oh, my gosh. Woo! I feel it's like you're over. jinxing us because we still got, like, a week. Well, okay. Yeah. By the time this comes out, hopefully we will have survived 2020. I'm not yeah, I mean, we're not posting right it if one of us dies. Okay. <laughs> no, we will. We'll just cut this part out. Yeah. Just... That's... In memoriam. In memoriam, yeah. I mean, we're not going to not post the episode. We spent all this time recording it. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I keep knocking what I Aaron, feel so jinxed right do you now. want to, Aaron, do you want to take us out? <laughs> sure. Thank you. Uh, let's see. You're really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're the best. <laughs> well, your princess isn't in this episode, but I think she's over COVID, so maybe she'll be in the next one? Stick around. So cute. <laughs> Aww. Aww. You're so precious. I kind of hate myself for that one. <laughs> Stick around. Stick around. <laughs> I always imagine you saying it like Sailor Moon. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. Message us at Princess and Pod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess and Another Video. You can also email us at princessandanotherpodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls.